Welcome to a dopamine kit. Yes, another ADHD podcast. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week and we can hyperfocus together on all things ADHD. This is our journey to diagnosis, the challenges, frustrations and humour that come when living with ADHD as adults. Let the interrupting begin! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 84 of A Dopamine Kick. Today we are going to be talking about all things ADHD and creativity. So as Charles said, today we're talking about unleashing creativity, ADHD and the artistic mind. But the question that we have to ask ourselves is, does ADHD really make you more creative? So I think yes and no to this. So I've, I've heard a lot of people say, and I don't disagree with this, that having ADHD doesn't make you creative as in as in it's not something ADHD has given you you would be creative anyway even if you didn't have the ADHD and I do I like that idea of not like giving ADHD credit for <laughs> the few redeeming positives of my personality wow. yeah. um, but what I think <laughs> what I think ADHD gives me is no checker on that creativity so from what I have seen I, I've never lived a neurotypical mm-hmm. life but from what I have seen other people who are very creative will get like a couple of ideas and they'll maybe test like one or two that they think are the best ones. Whereas for me, if I'm into something, I'll have like 30 plus ideas and I'll be trying to implement 10 of them at the same time. Um, and sometimes that works really yeah. well and sometimes it's disastrous. And then also hyper-focus when I get really into something and I focus everything on it to the exclusion of everything else. Um, the end result, I'm usually pretty happy with the end result. I mean, it comes at a massive detriment to my physical and mental health. (laughs) (laughs) But the final project usually looks pretty sweet. (laughs) As we've heard so many times on the podcast, your stories of how you hyper-focused at the detriment of everything else. And I agree with you. I think that having ADHD, I know we hear online people saying ADHD is your superpower. And we've said so many times. Bullshit that we don't really like that because it makes it sound like ADHD is is, is a good thing to have. And as we yeah. know, it's... Aren't it's, you lucky you get yeah. this disability for the rest of your life? <laughs> it, it, it is very hard. But then at some point, we do have to think about the positives as well. We can't change it. So we do yeah. need to sometimes think about how we can use ADHD as more of a positive benefit to achieve things. And like you said, divergent thinking... People with ADHD tend to exhibit a different way of thinking, which involves generating multiple ideas. Um, and it can be an advantage for being creative and having different creative tasks. It requires you to think outside the box and come up with kind of different innovative solutions. So I know that um, when I've been creative in the past, like I've had wild outside the box ideas because I think that there's no right and wrong answer to things in life. It's not so, this is so black and white, this is right and wrong. I always struggle to say this word, neurodiverse. <laughs> <laughs> say it for me, shall. Neurodiverse? Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I, I struggle to say it. Um, I always think that that allows you to think in a different way. And therefore, you're able to actually come up with several different ideas and several different ways of thinking. And actually... When you look back at children, that's the way that they think as well. If you give, I don't know, a child 
something to play with. They can think of so many creative ways to play with that particular toy, or it could just be like, I don't know, a bucket or something. My God, it started thundering. Can you hear it in the background? Oh, I thought that was here. It's thundering here as well. Yeah, it's... Sorry, guys. Sorry. A massive storm in the background. But yeah, you get get what I'm saying. And I was going to use dogs, but I thought I'm not going to use dogs again. (laughs) (laughs) You barely use them anymore. I've teased you so much about it. You've got this like mental block about dogs. Yeah, but again, (laughs) dogs, dogs, they do the same thing. You can give them a toy and they can find different ways of playing with it and, you know, thinking of different things. So I guess in a way what I'm trying to say in I'm being long winded about it is the way that we think about things can sometimes help us see things outside the box. And uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think as well, like my brain is quite lazy. Um, and I know I know that's like a, a, a real thing in the ADHD community about saying that, you know, you're not lazy, you've got ADHD. And I, I do agree with that. But what I mean by my brain is lazy is my brain is always looking for the shortcut. How do I mm-hmm. speed this up? How do yes. I make this less effort? How can I move on to my next task even faster? Yeah. Which is that that symptom of running on a motor because you want it done so fast. I actually really agree with this, I'm gonna say. Um, I've said to people before, yeah, but why are you doing it like that? That's just like the long way around. Why can't you do it like this? And they're like, because if you do it like that, then this would happen. But then my impulses take over and I'm like, no, no, just do it like that. And actually, it's turned out, it's turned out quite all right. And now, an example of this that I would would say is, I see people on TikTok all the time saying, I've done this and I've done that. And I don't know, it could be something really simple, like they've painted the worktop with a paint that you would never think that would work, but they've done it. It looks amazing. It's lasted. And you'll have people in the comments going, you can't use that paint. That's not going to last. And then they'll go a year later and it looks exactly the same. And you're like, that is that is an example of doing things that are against sort of what is supposed to be done, but people doing it because they want a shortcut. I painted a planter three days ago. Um, It was a dog planter. (laughs) Talking about dogs. (laughs) Of course it was. (laughs) And I had no paint, right? So I used hair dye. You used hair dye? (laughs) Yeah, because I needed the colour brown and I had every single colour other than brown. And I thought, well, what can I, what can I use? I guess you don't really paint things brown, do you, very much? No, like... you create brown, but then I didn't have red. So I googled the primary colours, how can I create brown? Because I thought, if I just mix all the colours together, then it will create brown. But for some reason, it was just coming out like a really shitty brown, no, greeny, muddy colour. And I needed brown. So I thought, well, what have I got that's brown? So I started looking through my wall, uh, cupboards, couldn't find anything. And then I thought, I've got hair dye in a box, that's brown. So I kind of mixed that in and it came out like a really nice brown. So I started painting with that. And that's not something that normally you would think that you would use to paint something. But actually, <laughs> it, it looks fucking incredible. I'm not even going to lie. Like people look at it and think, you actually you actually painted that. You're going to have to put a picture of this up now. I, I'm intrigued to you. see this. I'll show you. But everyone said it looks Hair nice. Dye. Don't, don't touch it. <laughs> but that was just an impulsive decision because I thought, well... I just want it done now. I can't waste time going to the shop and finding brown paint. It's something I've wanted to like do for ages. I've been saying to myself, I'll get brown paint for like weeks, months, and I just keep forgetting when I go to the shop. So improvised, impulsivity, thinking outside the box, created something 
that looks quite good. That's epic. I would have never have thought of using hair dye. I just wouldn't have thought it would dry, but then I suppose it doesn't stay wet on your hair forever. No, it does actually like... I suppose it does stain, doesn't it? So it's like a stain. Yeah, it's like a stain. Yeah. yeah. So, But I mean, the plant is supposed to be for outside, but in my eyes, it looks so good that I want to keep it indoors because I don't actually yeah. want the paint running off it. So really, it doesn't really make a difference because it's not really going to be under harsh weather conditions. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress. It was only slightly about dogs, yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> so the hyperfocus thing for me is... See, I think hyperfocus can help you because you're focused, uh, you're you're willing to do it, you're in the moment. Um, but I would, I'd say that helps with creativity, getting tasks finished. But I wouldn't say that it's a positive. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. And I've always thought as well, like when you hear about, I can't think of the name of anyone specific, so I apologise. But when you hear about like painters artists that get into like a frenzy and they like paint for days and days like this masterpiece and they forget to eat and drink and don't sleep and I've always like thought when people like work like at school really when you hear like stories of that I've always thought like I recognize that yeah (laughs) I've definitely got the potential to do that I couldn't create a masterpiece with paint but I could focus on something that intensely that I hadn't slept for days (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing as well that's another Another advantage almost is the researching. So the hyperfocus, the researching, and then you find ideas from other people because you're willing to look up things, find things, discover new ideas, which then gives you more of a brainstorm of, oh, yeah, I can do that and I can do this. And then maybe I can use that instead. So, again, coming back to hyperfocusing on the research and uh, looking at different ideas can help you think about more ideas. Am I making sense or am I just rambling? Yeah, I know, you're making sense. I think that the, the real disadvantage really with hyperfocus is that it's not controllable, or at least it never has been for me. Like I can't always predictably control what I'm going to hyperfocus on. Um, I can sometimes think that I'm going to get really into something and then it just doesn't happen for, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, and then once I'm in hyperfocus... I can't switch it on and off. Like it would be really convenient if I could hyperfocus for like three hours on something and then flick the switch and be like, now it's six o'clock, it's time to, you know, make some tea. And yeah, I just flip the switch because it's 10 o'clock. So it's time for me to start like getting ready for bed. But there is no, like it's either there or it's not. And when it's there, it's, it's, it's all consuming. Yeah. (laughs) But but that's, that's the thing as well with the hyperfocus there's a bit of impulsivity there as well. And I think that if you've got impulsivity, you're more likely to take risks, yeah. to pursue ideas. So I'll give you an example. So I started my garden because I wanted to plant sunflowers in the sunshine. And obviously, in hindsight, it's a really bad idea to just get a spade and start hacking at the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, I will admit that was a bad idea. But what I will say... <laughs> What I will say is from the initial concept of I want the sunflowers there so I'm going to start digging up the lawn actually turned into a lovely stone bed now because it's like it's all stony area now where I've actually got my table and it looks like a little cottage garden and if I hadn't thought about sticking a spade in the ground to plant some sunflowers which inevitably looking back was the wrong idea because they would never have really grown there anyway 
and it wouldn't have looked nice if just sunflowers were popping up there because it's not in the right location. I would never have actually got the garden that I've got now. Does that make sense? So yeah. although it was impulsive and I completely didn't listen to anything that anybody said and I impulsively took a spade to the garden, really, I don't know how I would have actually thought to do that without doing the wrong thing first. So although yeah. it's a negative in some aspects, I guess what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way is sometimes failure over and over and over and over again can actually be experimental and it can actually enhance your creative output yeah. without you even realising it. I'm just smiling because I'm remembering when you the day that you did it, the text that you were sending me. I was just getting like, I fucked up. What have I done? <laughs> Look at my garden. <laughs> you actually haven't sent me any photos of it. Now it's all finished and nice. I've only seen ones where you've literally hacked up the lawn. Oh, have I not? Have I, have I not? Okay, I'll have to send you a photo. I'll have to put photo up so people can see the garden I, I do have before and afters so and, I, and I've got in the middle <laughs> <laughs> during and then obviously we do have executive dysfunctioning challenges you know organizing thoughts managing time maintaining focus but also you can start a project finish not finish it and then go back to it later and have a different idea so you've actually created something else later on it's turned into something else morphed into you see what else. i'm saying like i know that you've done things like this before i mean i can't think of anything off the top of my head but you've started something and then it's turned into something else i'm sure i always have to have a project on the go like i don't have a project at the moment and i'm so twitchy <laughs> I need something to do. Well, I might be getting a project. I'm, I'm, I'm still obsessed with the idea of getting a camper van. I can't re remember if I've mentioned that on the podcast before. Yeah, you did. Um, the more I'm looking into it, the more I'm researching, the more I think, I could do that. I don't think I need to buy a camper van. I think I could just buy a van and do it myself. Mm. So I think you I could. I mean, Jamie's reminding me that you know I work full-time and we have a toddler so I probably don't have the time <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe if I find some what something somewhere in the middle you know that someone's done most of the the hard stuff yeah but then has left it quite basic I could finish it off and make it look pretty and livable. well we'll see um where this goes because we do say that anytime we talk about hyper focus uh, we start talking about it and then it's never mentioned again. Like, you haven't mentioned orchids for ages. You haven't mentioned the tree that you tried to oh, save. Oh, yeah. Name. The tree. Oh, Fraser, my yeah. um, Christmas tree. It, he's actually doing well. He's doing oh. well. He's still alive. He's still in the garden. So, yeah, pleased with that. Jamie said he wouldn't survive past March and we are now in July. So, yeah, no, Fraser's doing good. Yeah. The orchids are not doing so well. Um, when I had my like horrendous month of June, sort of forgot to do things like water all my plants. So some have done okay. The orchids, not so much. Yeah. I've lost a few. Most of them, I think I'll be able to get them back. But uh, yeah, that's the reason I've, I've, I've fallen out of love with the orchids is because they, they couldn't survive my month of neglect. <laughs> <laughs> Bless those orchids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know R what I'm saying. R.I.P. Orchids. orchids. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you want to mention on ADHD and creativity? Um, I think it's really interesting, in, like, meeting people 
in the ADHD community and, and, and now we get to speak to people quite a lot and we're you know, talking to people every day. How many people are either in creative jobs or have like a side hobby that's quite like passionate and creative? Not, not every single person that we come across, but I think a much higher proportion than you know, average, you know, the, the national average uh, are in like quite creative roles. Um, so I think that's maybe a line of work that suits us, like that, that just constantly having to come up with new ideas and things never being the same. Yeah. I think that really suits the ADHD brain. It's stressful, but yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's everything for this week then. Uh, no, um, hang on, hang on. It's definitely your turn for what did you ADHD this week? No, it's your turn this week. I no, it's... Last week. Did you? Yeah. What did you say? I can't remember now. You're asking me on the spot. I don't think you did. I think it was... Did I not talk about get the Christmas thing? No, that was ages ago, oh, the Christmas it? thing. Yes. What did we talk about? Oh, I can't remember now, but I know I that... I sworn... I did the last one. I'm finding Buzzsprout now. What are you doing? I'm finding Buzzsprout. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden, I'm obsessed with camper vans. And yes. Camper vans. I did it last week because I was talking about camper vans and the caravan. Yeah, you know what's funny? You said last week. What? <laughs> who? You said last week, what did we ADHD this week? <laughs> who did the week before? And I said it was you. You've done it three times in a row and you haven't even noticed. Oh, <laughs> you I just wanted to keep saying it was you to see how long you that I could get you to do what did you ADHD this week and I nearly I thought do you know what if you hadn't checked that episode I'm pretty sure I could have convinced you to do what you ADHD you absolute week. fucker <laughs> oh god that means now I've got to think of what it's your turn it is your fucking turn I don't have one you've not done anything this week I don't believe that do you know what I'm blaming you for introducing this segment. I really am. Um, no, you kept saying we need to have something at the end. You were thinking of, you were like, oh, let's get a meme. That would have been way more stressful. Okay, so I was in the lounge and I was watching TV and I looked up at the shelf and there's loads of DVDs on the shelf that I've been collecting for years and years. And I, I started thinking, why on earth do I have so many DVDs? Because you know what I'm like, I like to change the house around. And to be fair, every single time I move the shelf, it's so much effort, because there's like about 150 DVDs on there. And I have to take all the DVDs off, and I have to move everything around. And then, you know, as you know, Shell, it's, that DVD shelf has probably been on every single wall in this house, including <laughs> the bedroom. <laughs> and then I started realizing there's actually films on there that I've never seen, that I've never watched. Some of them I don't even know what they are. And you know what the joke of it is? I started looking, I started getting obsessed and I was like, ooh, ooh, I've not watched this for years. Started opening the DVDs and guess what was inside? Absolutely nothing. Oh no. <laughs> so I've actually, lost it. yeah, so half of them have actually got no DVDs in. But then I realised I actually really like the fact that the way the DVD shelves look and I can't bring myself to throw them away. Keep in mind, I've got no DVD player. Oh, so you couldn't even watch them anyway? No. <laughs> <laughs> when did you last have a DVD player? How many years have you not had one? Do you know what? I can't remember. When we lived together, which is what, 
10 years ago now. You had a lot of DVDs then that you you didn't watch. Every time I go into like a charity shop or so, I'm coming out with DVDs and I've, I've got no intention of ever watching them because I don't know. Because <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I mean, not even my computer's got a... Yeah. It's not even got a DVD section in it anymore. There's no way to watch them. But <laughs> I find that I do that with quite a lot of things. If you come to my house, I mean, I'm not a hoarder in the sense of everything's piled to the ceiling, but I like keeping things. I can't bring myself to throw things away. So the first camera that I ever brought, it's got no use to me. The shot account's gone. It doesn't even have things in focus anymore. I can't bring myself to throw it away because it's my first camera. Oh, you've got an emotional <laughs> attachment to it. I've got an emotional attachment to things, I think. Trying to sort out the wardrobes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I've not worn that. I haven't worn that since we lived together. <laughs> oh, my life. <laughs> but I still want to keep it. I don't know why. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Is that an ADHD thing? Do you do that? I don't know. Is that Or is that just a me No, thing? I definitely get emotionally attached to things like silly like I don't throw things away because I'm like oh that might be useful one day and it's like well I'm gonna have to store it until it is <laughs> um so yeah I definitely definitely accumulate stuff well I've got a bookshelf and I don't read <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah I've got a bookshelf and what I tend to do is I just tend to buy self-help books or other books non-fiction books fiction books and just put them just on the to shelf, look at them you know and i just i just look at it proudly like i've got all of that stuff there all of that knowledge and that information and yet i find reading so boring that what i'll do is i'll pick up the book i'll open the first page i'll usually read one or two pages then go straight to the back, <laughs> back page and go oh fuck it <laughs> i gotta be asked i guess my my equivalent of that would be crafts i i love like buying craft stuff like in years past I've like crocheted and stuff and cross stitched and I'll still I haven't done it for years but I'll still buy stuff so I'll still like I've never got rid of any of like my wools or anything even though like literally some of them are probably disintegrated they're so old and if I'm in a shop and I see like I don't know like a little (laughs) cute little cross stitch or like crochet this elephant I'm like so so tempted to buy it even though I know that I've got an entire wardrobe full of dis discarded crafts i i think honestly i think that (laughs) buying crafts and doing crafts are two entirely different hobbies (laughs) yeah i think they are i really do (laughs) it's like same as like you know buying dvds and watching dvds yeah (laughs) tiny different things oh my life (laughs) anyway guys thanks for listening to us rumble again this week We'll see you again next week for another episode. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kit. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.